Hello, and welcome to the Seeker Foundations podcast. This is our first official episode, but if you're here still wondering what civil engineering is, then please go and listen to episode zero with Paul Santa, the regional director from Seeker Southwest, where he speaks a little bit about civil engineering and what it's like to have a career in it. Let's hear from Jack Walker, who is from Kia, and he is an incorporated engineer and he has been working on the environmental agencies framework in southwest welcome jack how are you i'm good thank you finley thanks for having me i hope you're well too I am good. I'm good. I'm excited to get this podcast on the way. It's been long overdue. We've talked about it for a long time. I'm really excited to get going. Good. Me too. Just to give everyone listening a background, I met Jack maybe, it must have been back in 2018 when we worked for a company that no longer exists called Dawness Construction. Jack was the person that sort of gave me the introduction to the company, led me through all the baby steps and he was great. Not long after joining, he was um, he introduced me to the to Seeker Southwest Foundations group. Now, Jack, I was wondering if you would be able to tell everyone sort of the origin story of the Seeker Southwest Foundations group. Sure. So the Seeker Southwest Foundations group was established in the winter of 2018. Originally, there was only three kind of core members that were involved and the, the group was initiated by Paul Santa, the regional director of Seeker Southwest, in order to kind of promote the next generation into civil engineering and its prospects. So our kind of background of each of our members at the time, we all carried out events with Seeker Southwest in the past in promoting the civil engineering and construction industry as a career to the next generation promoting its prospects, its opportunities, and its advantages, really, of of being a career to pursue. And since then, from 2018 to now, we've expanded from a group of three to four to around 12 core members, where we're still heavily involved with schools, colleges, and universities in promoting the civil engineering and construction industry as a career. And now we're starting to also develop our own careers with CPD opportunities in um, kind of civil engineering sector presentations in technologies and geotechnics, hydraulics, environmental, sustainability, and all of these other aspects as well. Um, it's been a great journey so far. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's great, Jack, especially the, the recent developments where we've been impacted by COVID-19 and rather than just pull up the halters and stopped we've looked at how we can promote ourselves and develop ourselves and the cpd stuff and the the presentations we've been having and the quality of them has been absolutely brilliant and i've I've loved attending every single one i have Mm. and i just feel like that is something that not many other places are are able to offer Mm, definitely yeah i feel really proud that yeah we've been able to achieve that and also you know admiration and many thanks to all of the speakers we have had so far and the ones we do have booked in the future as well yeah hats off to them they're doing a doing a great job of helping us out so jack why did you choose civil engineering and where did you study and and you know what made you what got you into it 
So I had a bit of an indirect route into civil engineering to begin with. When I was 16 and I finished my GCSEs, I actually carried out a forensic science course at um, a college in Plymouth. So I did that for two years, which I enjoyed the problem solving side of things, but it wasn't really a career for me. So I thought, well, I enjoy problem solving. I enjoy finding solutions and, and fixing things and other bits and pieces. So where, where can I take this? And I actually had a uh, two hour long meeting with one of the senior lecturers at Plymouth University in discussing civil and coastal engineering. And he sold it for me, to be honest. Um, he told me all about the prospects you could have from civil engineering, what it actually involves, all the big schemes you can be involved with, and all of the real life experiences you can gain from it as well. So once I finished my HND at, at the Plymouth College, I then did a foundation year at Plymouth University for a year. So I basically done a-level maths, mechanics and physics. Then I went on to the direct entry course for civil and coastal engineering at Plymouth University. So I did two years to begin with um, as part of the course. And then I carried out my placement year um, after that, which was with Dawnus Construction. So usually a placement year is a ballpark duration of 12 months. I actually ended up there for 16 months because I enjoyed it so much. And I did work part-time in my last year of my degree as well, which was absolutely brilliant. So my placement year actually was on the B3193 realignment scheme up in Kingstainton near Newton Abbott, where basically we were doing a new 5.2 kilometer linking road um, throughout the Saboka quarries that were there. And that was a real good eye-opener for me and really reinforced all of the things that the senior lecturer of the university informed me about when I wanted to join and go on to the course. Um, it was great experience. I learned so much on my placement year and really got to understand what civil engineering and contracting is all about. So it was a really nice eye-opener and really satisfying to know that you know, it was sold as what it says on the tin, really. Hey, it sounds like quite an inspiring chap. You uh, you recently got your, well, I say recently, it feels recently for me because the last year has just been a whirlwind. But you've you got your incorporated engineer status with the Institute of Civil Engineers. So congratulations to you on that. I think that's brilliant work. Well done. What do you reckon that has done for you since you've since you've got that career accreditation? What has that done for you? Thank you. Yeah. So I acquired my incorporated engineer status with the Institution of Civil Engineers. Um, it was in 2019 in the winter. Oh, and was it that long ago? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, this this year, well, this year and last year has uh, yeah, been a bit of a whirlwind and time has gone very fast, to be fair. Yeah. So what it's done for me personally, I mean, it's it's improved my confidence from a personal point of view. You know, I feel with all of the reports and the evidence that I've acquired over the years and really reflected on to understand my knowledge, experience and skills in the industry has really given me that confident boost in what I actually do as a career and how, you know, I can prosper and hopefully kind of improve my abilities 
in in all fields and i think that's something that everyone can take away from going through the professional review process with the ICE it's it's mainly a reflection on yourself and what you can achieve what you have achieved and where you can go from that and i i think there's another factor in there of leading the way forward in regards to mentoring and assisting others as well i think there's a really big emphasis on that because at the end of the day sharing knowledge is a big factor in our industry you know throughout throughout your careers you'll always have mentors and hopefully you, you have the chance to mentor others as well and that's the life yeah. cycle of knowledge isn't it you know yeah, going it's, forwards it's so rewarding mentoring someone I've, I've had the i've been lucky enough to be able to mentor someone in the past and it is it is so rewarding when you put time and effort into helping someone you can see them progress it's a great feeling mm. Mm. Definitely, definitely is. So that's what it's done for me personally. And I mean, in regards to, yeah, my career in going forwards, um, you know, with that comes more responsibility and bigger factors in regards to working on different aspects of projects and going forward. So, yeah, it's been a real good positive move. And I'm hoping that by the end of this year, I can go for my chartered engineer professional review as well, which would be great. I remember when we were at Dornus uh, on that first project in in Truro. Your, I remember seeing some of your record keeping when you when I was sort of sh- shadowing you for a couple of days as we sort of handed over. Your your record keeping was second to none for the project, so I think that's helped you out. You know, dividends um, when it comes to your technical report writing for your applications for the ICE. Yeah, it's, it's definitely helped. If if there is anyone listening who is going for their professional review, yes, so I definitely recommend keeping really good evidence and records on knowledge, experience and abilities you have carried out. It's um, worth its weight in gold in the future. Yeah. Um, we had a quick conversation about some of the things you were doing with the Environment Agency, and they're pretty special for Carbon Net Zero 2050. Do you want to just tell me a little bit more about those and let listeners hear what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So as part of my role in here, I currently work for the Regional Civil Engineering Business Division. And as part of that, we are the sole contractor on the Environment Agency Collaborative Delivery Framework. And as part of that framework and as part of the EA's initiative, they have set up a national community of practice group, one of which is a low carbon concrete community of practice group. And another one is an innovation community of practice group. So with these inaugural groups, the aim is mainly to share knowledge in regards to carbon reduction actions that are being carried out on projects around the country. And likewise, within the national community of practices, there are regions. So I currently represent here in the Southwest region for both communities of practice. And in essence, in the regions, we are currently looking at carrying out actions in carbon reduction initiatives for all of our projects and going forward, uh, not only for the EACDF that I currently work under, but hopefully for all of our projects across all of our businesses within Keir. So we're currently looking at concrete alternatives using material alternatives such as SEM-free, friendly concrete and um, alkaline-based cement binders. 
And as part of the innovation community of practice, we're currently looking at more renewable energies or alternative energy sources to use for construction projects. So the likes of HVO, which is hydro-treated vegetable oil fuels. We're looking at using solar panel um, power for our site compounds and operations. And we're also looking at trialing electric plants as well. So for example, electric dumpers and excavators on smaller, smaller scale sites currently with the hope that it can be upscaled in the future. Likewise, we're looking at more sustainable aspects in regards to reusing more and more materials on sites and going forward for our construction projects, mm -hmm. but also having a bigger influence with our early contractor involvement throughout our buildability stages of our projects. So really kind of homing in on the logistics of how these projects are going to be constructed. Can they be constructed more sustainably? Can they be constructed with less environmental impact? And all of these other factors. So as a collaborative delivery framework that we work under, we are very much in collaboration with not only our region, with our partners, Atkins and the Environment Agency, but also nationally as well with other tier one, tier two contractors and consultancies such as Bam Nuttles, Mott McDonald's and other companies as well. That's brilliant. I think the challenge of net zero by 2050 in civil engineering is going to be our generation's uh, challenge and the next generation's challenge to continue and, and i think i think the ball rolling now is the key to getting things better and you know being proactive in the in the early stage of contract like, like you've said that you are um is is key to making sure that we can we can hit that target definitely i believe that carbon reduction and sustainability is now becoming at the forefront of projects where it is being considered much earlier in the project feasibility stages which is really highlighting the importance of it to all parties and as you say it's our generation the next generation and the generations after that will be the ones to continue to lead in this aspect and i know the industry is currently working on really sharing this knowledge with the younger generations to get them involved and get them ready for these commitments and changes that we need to make as well yeah because the industry has to change whether they be small changes big changes there's got to be changes made to achieve it and i think that the next generation are gonna if they've got to know that definitely definitely what would your advice be to to someone that is considering at the moment, whether to choose civil engineering as their sort of career path or their studying path, what would you say to them from your experience? My advice would be that is a brilliant career to be involved with. Uh, every day is something different. It's not a normal job that you would undertake. And it's a job that you will always be learning on. You'll always have different experiences. And it's very much a collaboration career as well in regards to working with teams and working as a team to achieve goals and objectives. In regards to advice I would give for anyone who is looking into a career within civil engineering, I would highly recommend looking onto the Seeker Southwest website. Uh, we've got some great videos on there of what civil engineers actually do, um, some of the projects that we get involved in, 
I would also recommend the ICE, the Institution of Civil Engineers website, to have a look at case studies, portfolios of civil engineers and you know, their experiences and what they've worked on. And I definitely have a look at resources in tomorrow's engineers as well, especially for the younger generations who are listening, who are potentially school leavers, um, college leavers, who are looking to go into further educational apprenticeships, things like that, because they've got some really good resources in regards to where you can go as a career in construction and how you can get involved in construction. And likewise, I wouldn't be afraid to get in contact with civil engineering or construction firms through email, through phone, just to ask and inquire about what they actually do, what they work on, what they specialize in, and you know all of the project case studies that they could have to share with you, really to absorb as much information as you can about the industry, because it's definitely an industry that you won't regret getting involved in. Thanks for listening to the Seeker Foundations podcast. Tune in next month for the next episode.